0: Welcome back into another episode of Don't Quit Your Day Job. It's Tuesday. Luckily, we all got through Monday. And I'm excited for this episode to come up. We got some funny topics and we're doing a little bit of story time in this episode. So put on some pajamas and get nice and cozy and be ready to laugh because I know when I'm telling these stories, I'm definitely going to be having a good laugh right now because when I was thinking about telling these stories by themselves on Wednesday night, I couldn't stop laughing. So I'm ready to get into it. At first though, want to start off and talk about the support again. I checked the episode, we we had about 155 views. Last time I checked, that is incredible. So everybody tuning in and listening, I can't say how much I appreciate it. It makes me right now feel like when I'm talking that I'm inspired and have some excitement behind what I'm doing. It makes me want to actually do this every single week. So thank you again. Keep hitting the plays button. Keep letting me know how it goes. The feedback was fantastic and let's get right into it. So somebody brought out to me that a good talking point would be somebody's fears. And so for me, I, I don't know why, but every time people talk about fears, this one story pops up. It's just stuck in my head forever. <laughs> I can't, I don't know why, but I'm sorry, Dave. But every time this happens, it pops in my head and I can't get it out. And I just start laughing. So Wednesday night, they mentioned it. And I thought like, I've I've told some of my close friends this story, but not many people know about it. And I think it's the funniest thing to me. I know it's somebody's fear, so it shouldn't be that funny. But I just, I can't not laugh when I think about it or talk about it. And so most people I feel like have fears that are like spiders, snakes, sharks, right? Pretty like straightforward stuff. But like for me, Dave like never really told me what his fears were. So there's one time we're randomly just walking up Lynn Road, right? And we're just walking. And I think we're walking up to Dos fiance to go to somebody's house. And all of a sudden, I look over and he's like frozen. Like he like froze. And so this is my side of it. This is what I remember of it. I said, Dave, you can always come back and tell me if I'm wrong, if you remember it differently, but he like won't move. So I'm like, hey, like, let's go. Come on, keep it moving. We're trying to get there. And he's like not moving. And so I see him looking over across the street and I'm so confused. Like, what could you possibly be looking at? And there's no cars. There's no nothing. It's just a person riding a horse. So I'm like, what is there? I don't understand what you could be scared of. I'm like looking around, trying to figure out like what, like what it is. Because I don't even know if he's scared or not. So I guess I have not know the time. And he just points at the horse. I'm like, yes, Dave. It's a horse walking. You know what I mean? So I understand what, you, I understand what the problem is. And he's like, nah, bro, I'm scared of horses. And I'm like, what? And I just start laughing. Like I couldn't, like, I felt so bad, but I couldn't not laugh. That was the most random thing that I felt that somebody could be scared of. And he was being dead serious. Like he would not change his facial expression. He was just dead locked on the horse. And it's across the street and just watching it, making sure like, I mean, it looked like he thought it was going to run across and trample him. Like he literally couldn't get his eyes off of this horse. And so to me, it made me start thinking of just random things that people would be scared of. And for some reason, that story to me is just the funniest thing. Because ever since then, I can't stop thinking about the story. And I always tell Dave that I think it's the funniest thing that he's scared of horses. I've never heard of one person being scared of a horse. So Dave, next time we talk, you got to tell me where that, that scare came from because I don't know why. I mean, horses are very gnarly. I get it. They're powerful. But at what point, I mean, like people scared of dogs, they got attacked. Did a horse attack you? I mean, I need these questions answered. So that is just one of the funniest things to me. So my two biggest fears, if we're going to throw it out there, and I know this probably used against me somehow in my way of life, but so my two are usually snakes and sharks. Two things that can kill you, you know, a horse could kill you, but snakes and sharks. So you won't find me near snakes. I don't like hiking for that reason or trails or anything like that. I'm not a snake person. I've always been curious about surfing. You won't see me surfing most likely because I don't like sharks. It's that simple. And it's not because the movie Jaws. It's just these things are crazy. Like I love Shark Week. That's the thing. Like I can love Shark Week and like these Nat Geo channels. I love snakes on those. Like I think they're the coolest thing, but just don't put up in front of me. I mean, there could be a yell. I'm running. I don't really know what happens necessarily, but sharks, I will. I would scream. Cause now I'm in their territory. That's the scary part. Like they're fast. So now I'm in their territory trying to get away. I mean, I'm pretty fast swimmer. Not to brag or anything, but I'm pretty fast. Those dudes, they fly. So I was laughing with somebody and telling them that like those are my two biggest fears. I would say and needles too, with like taking blood. If anybody knows me that well, they know that with me and taking blood, I will pass out or start sweating. It gets really bad. But while I was laughing about, is because. I was talking to them and saying that whenever I have like a significant other, right, and I think some guys can attest to this, is that you can't act like you're scared of those things. So spiders for me used to be like that a little bit too. I would always kind of be like iffy on spiders because the black widows, if I see one of those, I'm definitely scared of those. Technically anything that can kill me, I feel like is what I start getting scared of, which could be natural. But I used to be really kind of nervous about spiders. Well, now whenever I have my girlfriend want me to kill a spider, I play it super cool. So this thing can crawl on me or be near me and I'm killing it or I'm keeping it alive. But inside, I'm freaking out, right? But you got to play it cool. You know, you can't look like a scared child in front of your girlfriend. That sounds like really ego, I know. But it's just the matter of the fact of what I do. So whenever I get told to kill something, I got to play it cool. I feel like most guys do this because you really can't be phased by anything. But why I bring this to your attention is that it reminds me of a story with my mom. And I think if there was one story that my mom would love to tell to everybody in the whole entire world, and I think it's just a pointless story, but she was like, thinks that I'm the best person on the planet now, that I can do no wrong because I saved some daddy long legs. And I'll never forget it. And she's probably going to cry hearing this. So I'm going to get a call of her having her tears and stuff. So mom, call me after you're done crying. But I'll never forget when I was living at Larry's house on El Monte. Some of you know that house. Some of you won't know where that is, but it's a big house that I lived in with my mom here and there. And she walks in and was telling me that the house was going to be tented. And so my first thought is, okay, where am I going to take my stuff? I'm going to probably go to my dad's house in Santa Barbara. I'm focusing on like a long-term plan here and making sure I have a place to stay. No, no, not my mom. She's like looking around to the corners of the room. I'm like, why are you just looking around? Maybe she does that when she's bored. She'll just walk in. So I'm confused. And then I realize she's like looking at the spiders. And I know my mom, she doesn't like things dying. So she'll ask me to come grab something, but keep it alive. Like here, come grab this monster spider, but keep it alive at the same time. So if it crawls on you, make sure you keep it alive. Like she'll scream at me, like, don't kill it. And I'm like, you got to figure it out here. Either this thing's going or it's staying. And if it gets on me, I'm flicking it. And I don't know if it's dead or alive. It might stay in the house. So we're getting this thing out here any way possible. So she starts looking around and no lie looks at me and says, what are we gonna do about the daddy long legs? I'm like, what do you mean? I'm worried about where I'm gonna be staying. You're worried about the daddy longlegs? She's like, well, they've been here for so long. They've been here longer than, than Larry has probably. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she's gonna ask me to save all these daddy long legs. And it's like a Saturday night too. We're not talking about a weekday. It's like a Saturday night. And so she convinces me like she usually does. And she's probably smiling and that because she knows she gets her way with me after a little while. I try to say no. Well, I deal with a lot of people, I should say. Boundaries are bad. But she legitimately gets me on a Saturday night to start saving Daddy Long Legs. So this is like one of those old school mansions, I would say. Some of you have been there and understand. It's like a one-story, really long house. And let me tell you, I think that night alone, I saved about 55 Daddy Long Legs. I went through each corner of the house with her watching me. She couldn't do it, right? She's scared of the spiders. So... She's like a supervisor to a spider catcher. I'm going around each corner of this house with a cup and saving daddy long legs and putting them out in a shed so they could still live, so the house could be tented. So I just want all of you to picture me walking around a huge house with a cup, saving daddy long legs. And that to this day will probably be my mom's favorite story. And while I'm walking around, still having a little bit of a fear of a spider, And this don't like them being on me in cobwebs, so I had to play it cool throughout the whole time. So it's kind of a little bit traumatizing, to say the least, having to play off a little bit of a fear all the time. And I've done it before with snakes and other things. So moral of the story is fake it till you make it. You just got to act like you're not scared of anything, and you're ripped up inside. But on the outside, we're stone cold. We're not reacting to anything. Also, I had a great laugh with a lot of you submitting a lot of your fears and not that I was making fun of you at all, but I was having a good kick out of it. Some of you, I didn't expect some of your fears, which were pretty funny, but I actually saw a serious one that I think I really wanted to touch on because it goes hand in hand with another question I get asked a lot too, and that was failure. A lot of people reached out and said that their biggest fear was failure and I really sat and thought with it. And I've had that fear too. I think everybody's had that fear, which I think is good to put out here on here to make sure that it is okay to think that and that it's a natural thing, that nobody's alone thinking that. But I've come to realize for me that when I'm fearful of something, it's usually going to be something that's successful to me. Usually you're scared of the biggest things in front of your life. And then you usually get the best outcomes. I feel like when something is, you're scared of it or you're nervous about it, you get the best outcomes. And so I always got the question of what inspired you to start your podcast? Why do you want a podcast? What are you going to talk about? All these things. And I never started it because I was just fearful of what people would think. You wanted to be accepted. You don't want to put yourself out there and fall right in front of all these people. I mean, I could not imagine sports players, that fail in front of thousands of people. You know, I thought I'd be failing in front of five people, but we got a lot of plays and it's been awesome. But you still don't want to fall or fail or flunk in front of people. It's probably a lot of people's biggest fear is not only failure, but failure in front of somebody else. And so I started thinking about why I never started my podcast and it was based off fear of failure. And So seeing all these people write into me that one of the biggest fears was failure, I thought it'd be a great topic to kind of touch on. When I finally started this kind of podcast journey, I should say, I was definitely nervous and definitely didn't know how it was going to go. Like I said, I thought I was going to get five plays and I had people here and there. And that's why people reaching out has been so huge and fundamental to me moving forward with it. But like I said, I think being fearful of something makes you produce your best work. And I think if you're doing something right now that you're not fearful of what you're thinking about or your goal. I think it just shows that we're not at our right place of where we want to be and strive to, that we're comfortable in that area and that we're not really wanting to build and and move forward and do something that really gets us out of that comfortability. We we don't want to be nervous about it. And that's why I did start the podcast. I started thinking back of all the times I didn't start it when I said I was going to. And most of the times it was just based off of fear. It was that simple of me not wanting to fail, me not thinking it was going to do well. Right. And I think once you sit back and really look and just, Believe that, I mean, it sounds cliche, but just believe that everything's going to work out the way it needs to and that we're all successful in our own ways. And that success is defined by different things also to me. Some people define success as money. Some people define sex as their work. You know, it's a very different thing and everybody can be successful. So I feel like the fear of failure is so common between all of us, but it's something that we don't really talk about. It's not something that we really get out there and, and saying, you know what, maybe one day I will be a failure. I didn't do what I wanted to do why I was brought here on this earth to do, I think it's a real thing that should be talked about more and get it out there, and that way we can all inspire people more. Like if I didn't get reached out to as much as I did, I just don't feel like this week I'd have been so inspired to record another episode. I still would have done it. I still would have stayed during the course or stayed through the course, I should say. But people don't realize that that those comments and that inspiration and, and positive feedback drives people to keep going. It's so easy to like say something nice to somebody and just keep them going. It's better if it's meaningful, right? Just saying it is sometimes kind of more of a detriment because then you think you're doing good. But true quality feedback and positivity to me is what helps everybody keep moving forward. And so when I got that, I started looking around and seeing what I could say nice people and kind of really pass that along to keep them driven. I had the three people reach out this week saying that they're inspired to a podcast now. And just like hearing me and taking my leap of faith, that this is going to work out in some what way or people will listen, made other people want to do it. I think that's awesome. I didn't. Sometimes you don't realize how much power you have to inspire others or even if it's just getting them to, you know, they've been thinking about it and they're like, eh, because they had the fear, the fear of failure also. And now they're doing it too. So if you're out there debating on doing something different and the only reason why you won't go do it is just because you're nervous of the outcome of it, I think you got to go do it. When I started this, I told myself, if this does fail, there's going to be a lot of backlash probably. People saying like, why would you even think of doing that? Of course, it was going to fail. I think if you mentally prepare yourself beforehand to be like, you know what? I will be able to eat it. I'm just going to have to take it. If it does fail, you just got to take it and Be like, Yeah, at least I tried though. Because we're all going to keep failing. It's just going to happen. And it's going to sound cliche again, but this is how we react to those failures. So go out there and try to do something that you're scared to do. And just roll with it. Have some fun with it. Like right now, I'm just, I just hit me that I'm still recording this and we're doing all this, and it's, I'm having fun with it. And so if I can have somebody else go do that with whatever they're doing, that would be awesome. So reach back out to me. Let me know if there's something that you did because you heard me or heard somebody else. Whatever it is that was inspiring to you to go do something that scary, reach out to me, connect with me. Let me know. But before I do end this topic, I definitely want to give a shout out to Brent. Michelle's friend that I met through the MMA world, and he was actually the one that put me on his podcast. Some of you that did listen and hear me on that, it actually inspired me to do this podcast. I did that in May, and so it's funny how everything kind of comes around, right? I go on his podcast. He inspires me to start mine. I do mine. Some people reach out and say, I've been thinking about doing the same thing. I want to start my own podcast, you know, and then it kind of like a trickle down effect of... People see you do it or they want to be in it so they know how it feels, right? Or like some people want to be guests to see how they feel. So I've told people they're more than welcome to come on here and do an interview with me and see how they like podcasting. If they start their own, that'd be awesome. So again, thank you, Brent. If you're an MMA fan, go look up on Twitter MMA Gone Wild. It'll be a picture of Tony Ferguson and go follow that page. They're sponsored by ESPN. And Brent has a lot of knowledge and has some really good takes on fighting. So, it will be a good follow, and you can interact and do all that. So, if you do go give them a follow, let me know and tell them Jacob sent you. For the last topic, this one came about through, again, the coworkers. And I swear, everybody's going to think that it's like Procore is full of love gurus, something like that, or that all we talk about is relationships and stuff. I don't know. I promise you, we get work done at Procore. I promise you. But again, me and the coworkers talking about love life, they always have questions for me and very curious which I appreciate, but also have to answer very smartly, I should say. But they started asking, or we kind of started deciding on how what you look for in a partner changes over time. And I kind of like stuck in my brain for a little bit because I was really sitting there thinking and how like when I was younger, I thought so much differently than now when I'm older I remember having this conversation with a couple of my friends actually at my friend's house like this time last year and saying how like my brain was like shifting of like what I felt was attractive and what I was like kind of, I guess, wanting in somebody I should say. And I feel like late 2019, I would say I kind of started seeing that change in my brain of, of kind of noticing that different things were attractive to me. And I think maybe that just comes with maturity of the brain. And in no way am I saying that I'm mature. I think everybody out there kind of knows of Jacob equals maturity is not an equation, but my brain is slowly adapting to this, okay? And I feel like before, we'll just use an example of like a low totem pole job. If you were attractive, like I was just gonna date you. I know some of you are looking at me and and not looking at but hearing me and saying, oh, Jacob, you still would, nothing's changed. And I'm here to tell you that I'm at least gonna tell myself that that is different because I believe it for right now. So I wouldn't date. Just anybody having a low totem pole job, they're attractive. Because I think for me now, since I'm so driven, I need somebody next to me that's going to have the same kind of priorities as me. Because I feel like in the end, if I don't have the same priorities as that person, it's just not going to keep going along smoothly. I used to just trust off physical and just hope that would work out. But you start realizing that we all get old and wrinkly eventually. Unless you do Botox, but that's a whole other story. So now I'm trying to more align myself with somebody that has kind of the same mindset as me, drive as me, kind of do the same things as me financially, right? If you want to go on vacations and do stuff for the right mindset. And also something that can be inspiring to me. I think that's how it's kind of changed. I think it changed, like I said, late 2019. Be like now, I don't know, I'm like 25. I feel old. And nobody's, like my coworkers and stuff, the people that are older than me are going to roll their eyes that I think I'm old. I already got a lot. Of crap for my coworker, Jenna. I'm sorry. She's 28 and listened to the last episode and came at me being like, yo, I'm only 28. I'm like, well, my bad. I'm not saying anybody was old. I tried to say that. So shout out to Jenna. We're both in the 20s still. We are young and thriving. Love all your other coworkers too. So I feel like you start really looking at like a job dynamic. You know, what are they going to do for work? What's going to be like that moving forward? Then you look at the family aspect. how will be for a parent. You know, this is weird to even think about that. My brain's starting to shift towards you. Before it was just, you know, if you look good, great. It works out then. But now it's like, it's, it's gotta be more than that. It's gotta be something that's sustainable long term. So right now, like I saw a question on Ask FM and I don't know if it was a random question or not by somebody or like the, the site. Cause I'm starting to realize that site just throws up random questions and I'm starting to really like get in my head. So, side story: If you do ask me a question, I ask FM. Put something in there like for Jacob Goble, so I can determine if it's by somebody or not. If you are using the Ask FM for the questions that don't want to be seen by me, because it's super confusing. It was like, are you talking to somebody? Do you believe in love? And I'm like, okay, this better be the site, because if people think that I'm that heartless or something like that, I think this is like, what am I putting out there that people don't think I believe in love and stuff? So, if you go on Ask FM. So I'm not driving myself crazy. Put forward Jacob Goble and that way I know that's by user and it'll make it so much easier for me to decipher the two. But back to what I was saying. So right now I've been kind of looking for more of somebody that's on the same wavelength as me, I guess I could say. Somebody that's moving at the same speed, doing kind of the same things as me and trying to find a partner that I feel like will be able to take those steps at the same time. That we're, There's not really a distance between what we're going through and stuff. So that's what I've been looking for. And as of right now, kind of just taking my time, being patient with it. I don't think there's any rush to it, but it is something that I have noticed changed over time for me. And it is weird to think of that it has been changing like that slowly, but surely. So for the person on Ask FM that asked if I was talking to anybody, nope, I'm single, I'm free, and you know where to find me. I mean, that was like a rap right there. That was damn good. I'm totally kidding, but not really. Come say what's up. Always shoot your shot because, you know, on this podcast, as we just talked about, we're all right with failure. So, you know the line, shoot or shoot. But overall, if you notice know this is about yourself also, that you've seen these things change, like I always say, reach out, let me know what you've noticed change, what you think is kind of tripping you out, where your brain's kind of shifted with the dating world, or what you think about the dating world. I feel like with social media, dating apps, dating out here just sounds atrocious, but Hopefully we have some faith and it will get better. But let me know, like with anything, always reach out, let me know. The amount of people that reached out and just talked to me and reconnected with is why I keep wanting to do this. That was so cool to really talk to some of you that I haven't talked to in forever and didn't even know you'd watch the podcast or or support me. So in life, it kind of teaches you that you have people that are supporting you from afar and still do support you. So that was huge for me. So anytime you hear something and want to talk to me about more about it or Have some fun with it. Please reach out. I love talking to all of you. If you have any funny stories that you want me to tell on here that you remember with me or things of that nature, send them to me. I'd love to tell stories on here and have a good laugh with people. I know, man, there's some out there that that could be pretty good that people have. And I'll try to keep it as PG as possible. But definitely send them to me. Let me know. Or if a memory that you have me just to talk about and and catch up, I think that would be super funny. So reach out to me. Do go to the Ask FM. And ask me questions, put 4J Global so I know it's you because that site is, it's a fifth grade site. Like I said on there, it's a fifth grade site. I mean, they're giving me questions of the day and stuff, like what my favorite food is. And I'm like, this is not what I signed up for. I just need, if if it's a question by a person, I just need to know that way I can answer back, right? You know, it made it so much more difficult. So I'm sorry for dragging everybody back to the middle school ages. I feel like I dragged everybody back almost like, you know, when the Facebook walls and the anonymous posts and stuff. We're back at that age right now. So I feel like I just really made everybody cringe on that, but we're still going to use it. I created a site for it, might as well. So ask.fm, Jacob underscore Goble, or search my name. You'll see the don't quit your day job logo. You can't miss it. I doubt else even uses that site anymore. So you'll probably be the only one to find me because I'm the only user possibly. But I'm going to end it right there. Thank you again to everybody that's going to click play on this and keep reaching out to me. I appreciate the support so much. You keep on driving me. And again, I had a great time with it. And we're just going to keep it going. Keep going for the topics. Be on the lookout on Thursday for the topics again. And we're just going to keep it rolling. If you have any ideas for me, a lot of you reached out and gave me good ideas, right? Please keep doing that. There's as much content as I can get. So until next time, some of you I will see on Friday for the sports episode. Some of you I'll see back here next Tuesday for this topic episode. I hope you loved it. I hope you had a good laugh. And again. This is three episodes in. I would not quit your day job to start a podcast. Peace.